Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, good evening, good evening. First of all, we want to thank God for his goodness and want to thank God for his mercy. And we just want to give God the glory and the honor today, God, because we know that we can't do nothing without you. And today we'll be in chapter uh, chapter 17 of Jeremiah. And we're going to do what God has us to do, and I'm going to turn it over to my wife. Damn. Hallelujah, hallelujah, God. Thank and praising God for his goodness and his mercy for his loving kindness, for his power of protection all week long. We thank and praise God for our listening audience, for those of you that choose to participate. It is such a beautiful day today, all that God has done and how he has watched over us, looked at our loved ones. We thank God for another day to give him praise, honor, and to worship his name. As my husband said, we're going to be doing Jeremiah 17. At the end of Jeremiah 17, if we have time, we're going to do a quiz to keep you guys sharp. And the quiz will be given at the end of the chapter. And those of you that uh, I have emails for, I will send out the exams. Those that I don't, if you see me on Sunday, I'll give you a copy of the exam. You complete the exam and get it back to me. It will be graded. And it will be part of your contribution to receiving a certificate at the end of uh, Jeremiah. You will have completed the whole chapter. So I'm going to ask my husband if he would open with prayer, and then we're going to begin the study starting with uh, Jeremiah 17.1. I'll start out, and then we'll each will have four verses, and we'll complete it. The panel members will have four verses each to expound upon the Word of God. Father God, first of all, we want to thank you, God, for your goodness. We want to thank you for your mercy. We want to thank you, God, for giving us another opportunity, God, just to represent you and to do your perfected will, God. And, God, even now, God, as we go forth, God, we pray, God, that the words come out of our mouth, God. Lord, we'll be led by you, God, and as through it, God, maybe we will touch some soul to tell them of your goodness and your mercy, God. And, God, we want to thank you once again, because we can't do it enough, God. Give you enough praise, give you enough honor, God. Because we know where you brought us from, God. And, God, we pray today, God, that through our words, God, that we touch some soul, God, that they will get even closer to you and to do your perfected will. And, God, we thank you. We give you the glory. We give you the honor today, God, because we know, God, the time is running out, God, and every soul, God, needs to get closer to you, God. And we as warriors today, God, we have made up in our mind to do all that you have us to do, God. And, God, through our stand, God, that some soul, God, will say, what must I do to be saved? In Jesus' name we pray, and we love you. Yes, so. Amen. We're reminded of Chapter 16, where Jeremiah gave the prophecy of disaster, and how God reacted to the people and uh, how they uh, still could not see why God was angry with them. And that just goes to show that when we're in our own will and self-will and we're not totally sold out to God, that we can get in a state of reprobate mind where we believe a lie to be the truth and the truth to be a lie. And this was the case with the people. Today we're going to start in chapter 17, and we're going to read, I'm going to read 1 through 4, and then another panel member will pick up 5 through 9, and we'll go on like that until we complete it. And after that, you can discuss what you've read. We're also going to give a space for you to ask questions. So if you ask questions, we're going to give you that opportunity to... uh, expound on the word as well, okay? All right, we're going to start with chapter 17, verse 1. The sin of Judah is written with a pen of iron and with the point of a diamond. It is graven upon the tables of thine heart. 
and upon the horns of your altar. Whilst their children remember their altars and their groves by the green trees upon the high hills. <clears throat> o my mountain in the field, I will give thy substance and all thy treasures to the spoil, mm-hmm. and the high places for sin throughout all my bo- thy borders. Mm-hmm. Thou, even thyself, shalt discontinue from thine heritage that I gave thee, and I will cause thee to serve thine enemies in the land which thou knowest not. For ye have kindled a fire in mine anger, which shall burn forever. Hallelujah. Here uh, God is expressing his anger. And mm-hmm. when he says in, uh, in verse 1 that he's, Judah is written with a pen of iron, that means a pen of iron you can't break. Mm-hmm. And um, bend it left or right. It's a firm mm-hmm. pen, so when you write with it, it digs deep into mm-hmm. whatever you're writing upon. Mm-hmm. The point on that pen, he said, was a diamond, and you know a diamond can cut glass, mm-hmm. but first that is like marble or whatever, it can stretch it. So there's a permanent mark left there, and mm-hmm. it's God has put this in the heart. It's been put in his heart of the hurt, the disappointment, mm-hmm. all the people have done, how they disrespected his altars, how mm-hmm. they disrespected everything he gave them, and they mm-hmm. chose to do what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And God also says that he couldn't understand why the people continued to sin, even though they had the law. Mm-hmm. Prophets of God and history filled of God filled with God's miracles. He couldn't understand how they could forget all of that. How He brought them across the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. How He had established them in a new land, gave them food, the best of everything, and mm-hmm. he couldn't understand that. So he said, "Why do we continue to cherish sin, even mm-hmm. though we understand the?" Eternal consequences. Mm-hmm. That's a confusing thing, not only to God, but to those of us who are saved, sanctified. Mm-hmm. We know when we were in the world, we were blinded. We could not mm-hmm. see the wrong we were doing. And this is the same way with this people, but at some point or another, in the midst of that sin, God gives us each a point of sensibility where we can mm-hmm. for a moment and choose whether mm-hmm. it's good or wrong. And over and over, these people of Judah were continuously choosing to do wrong versus mm-hmm. to the perfected will of God. And it cost them. No longer would they have the hills, the trees upon the hill, or the groves of fruit. Or their altars were gone. All the fields were demolished. And there was no substance. Mm-hmm. But he was going to bless the land that he was giving over to his enemies. Mm-hmm. They would have to go there and be servants unto them throughout all their borders. Mm. It's a harsh thing to say, God gave us all of this, and then he took it away from us and mm-hmm. gave it to someone else. We would think mm. that's harsh, right? Mm-hmm. But that's what we as a people in Judah, the people of Judah, had done. Mm-hmm. All the that God had given unto them, they just dispersed it. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't even allow their children to be taught God's way. Right. They were supposed to be taught the way of sin versus God's way. Mm-hmm. Elaborate on the first four verses. Uh, yeah. On the second verse, it's saying like uh, other mm-hmm. other children are that the human sacrifices and those horrible things and those hidden uh, idols mm-hmm. and uh, it created it created great horror in their mind. Of the church, and wonder if they would be naked. They grieved over the loss of, of the loss of loved ones, and because they felt that the Lord felt the, the love of God and the mercy to serve God had been taken away from them. Mm-hmm. And they're also saying that, uh, 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 like my wife is saying, that the signature of the diamond was of the heart. Mm-hmm. 
it had become so hard that it was taken upon, that it was made of made of iron, mm-hmm. and they had a they had a hard heart, and mm-hmm. only God could set the captives free. Mm-hmm. But they didn't want to pay that price to do what God wanted them to do. But God had to come down. He had to come down, and it said, like, he referred to taking to Babylon as a, and uh, the seven years of slavery mm-hmm. because they would not back back they would not back back from their sins. Right. Yeah. And they just wouldn't do it. And when he called them out of Egypt, came right. to fire. Mm-hmm. That God was so so angry mm-hmm. at sin mm-hmm. because they will not follow and obey Him. Mm-hmm. Anyone else want to say something on that? Praise God! Uh, I just want to comment up uh, uh, on the uh, first verse and mm-hmm. probably run down through uh, the other ones. Um, Judah was supposed to be God's lawgiver. Mm-hmm. And remember now, the Jews were God's chosen people. Mm-hmm. So God had personally uh, sat down with those people and explained to them what mm-hmm. he expected out of them. But mm-hmm. instead of them hearkening unto the voice of God, they went about their own way. They didn't right. give heed to what God had said because he laid out the good and the evil that will be told them if they... <laughs> chose to obey, then good will come upon them. Mm-hmm. If they chose to disobey, then the evil will befall them. Mm-hmm. But they hardened their heart against God. And so the Lord is saying, the sin of Judah is written with a pen of iron. They mm-hmm. were sinning so grievously. If he, if they were supposed to be a lawgiver, mm-hmm. how can they give the law? How can they teach the law if they themselves right. are going contrary to that that God has already taught? And mm-hmm. I just want to parallel it with uh, pastors and preachers and teachers of God's word of today. Mm-hmm. God has set us aside to to be lights in the world. And if we become dim, mm-hmm. then how can we teach others the ways of God? If we ourselves are not keeping God's. Amen. You know, and so um, uh, Judah, uh, the the people of Israel really hurt God because, like I said, he gave his all. God Mm -hmm. gave his all unto these people and Mm -hmm. pulled them out from among a people to be his chosen people. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, anytime that you favor somebody, and I mean, you just give your all to them, you know how hurtful that is. Mm -hmm. uh, to us as humans, mm-hmm. and how much more would it be to a heavenly father mm-hmm. that have done this unto children that act as though they know him not when mm-hmm. he has been there for them all of their lives mm-hmm. and constantly pleading with them and sending his prophets to talk to them and to admonish them to mm-hmm. turn from their wicked ways and they still continue mm-hmm. Amen. Anyone else want to elaborate? Amen. I just want to say that uh, we are uh, the pens of God. Amen. Mm -hmm. And God has given us his oracles and uh, given us his word in our hearts. Uh, Amen. And and we as the saints, we are supposed to go forth. Amen. And let the Lord use us as as the pens and and, uh, letting his spirit come through us. uh, Amen. To write the oracles um, that all mankind would know the Mm -hmm. truth and the reality of God. Mm -hmm. Amen. And when uh, we get to the point that uh, the Lord can't use us as those pins, uh, amen, to disperse or to uh, uh, let our lives be written statements of deliverance, and then we have a problem just like they did, amen. And we know without a doubt that uh, if the pen doesn't have ink, it's not useful, and that's the way it is with the saints of God and all of those that claim um, to be the vessels of God. Um, mm-hmm. If we don't have God's ink, um, we are just messed up. Mm-hmm. And many people are walking around and they're using water 
in their pens Mm -hmm. and is serving no purpose at all. Amen. And even when this is done, as the uh, scripture says in um, verse 4, when we do this, then we have kindled a fire uh, in the uh, in God's anger. Mm-hmm. Now we know without it that anger is one thing, but when fire is mixed with anger, you have a terrible thing to deal with, mm-hmm. because that's just like saying that hey, this fire in God's anger is worse than fire and brimstone, mm-hmm. and we know without it that there is no way. Mm-hmm. that you have any way of putting that kind of flame out. Mm-hmm. And so the Lord is making it known that uh, his anger had gotten just that great uh, mm-hmm. with these vessels uh, that the Lord had chosen mm-hmm. to be his instruments of righteousness at that given time. Mm-hmm. And it's still, as it was then, it is with those today that mm-hmm. won't let God have his right away in their lives. Mm-hmm. We have to remember now while we're teaching that we're talking about the this uh, situation in Jeremiah that was happening based right. Judah walking away from the law of God. <laughs> and careful not to uh, take it from that particular time and era and mm-hmm. take it to the present time. We want the people to understand what Jeremiah was going through and... Mm-hmm. How he was prophesying, and the people were ignoring the prophecy, and how God's punishment fell upon the people, and God took from them the heritage, rich heritage that He had given unto them based on disobedience through the law of Judah. And as our evangelist Dorothy was saying, Judah was the lawgiver. Their responsibility to make sure the people knew the law mm-hmm. and abided in the law. And mm-hmm. God had made it so very simple after he debited them from Israel that their only re- real uh, requirement was that he become their God and they become his people. He didn't mm-hmm. even ask them burnt offerings. He didn't even ask them sacrifice. But mm-hmm. he if you will just be my people, I will be your God, and you will mm-hmm. be my people, and obey the law that he had laid before. And, um, they failed to even do that. So we want to make sure that we stay on point with Judah and Jeremiah's tribulation. With I, I want to ask a question here, Ann. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in contrasting today's living before God, with the time of Jeremiah, does it take away from Jeremiah's time, especially when you're explaining the things that have gone on in Jeremiah's time as opposed to what is going on in this time? It takes away in a sense that people don't know what all Jeremiah went through in being a prophet and the people rejecting him as a prophet. But today, if we bring it in they they're going to look on their own individual situations and they won't look at the test of the that Judah went through or that the prophet Jeremiah went through as a as an obedient vessel to God and we want to make sure that before we bring other points on that they know what was going on in that particular era I'm not saying that wrong but it is but we want to make sure they understand it first happened with Jew- Jeremiah and Judah through the disobedience of and that's why God's wrath fell upon him. Okay, so then you want us to particularly just to speak on the old time, uh, back in the old days. Yes. Not, not, not to interject anything that's going on in today's. Not at this point. When we finish the chapter and we do the little quiz at the end, you can voice at that particular time. But while we're teaching, we're teaching of Jeremiah and the and the tribe of Judah, the people of Judah. So I want them to understand that that's what we're trying to get them to see. Mm-hmm. That's what was happening in that particular time. And okay. at the end, we'll have a window for Q&As. And at that point, you can express. Uh, today. 
situations as they parallel to Jeremiah. But I first want them to know what Jeremiah was going through and what was happening with the people of God and why their disobedience, uh, the punishment was so great. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. Who wants to take <laughs> five through nine? Okay, I'll take mm-hmm. five through the eight. Mm-hmm. Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusted in man, and make it flesh his arm, and whose heart departed from the Lord. For he shall be like the heath in the desert, mm-hmm. and not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not inhabited. Mm-hmm. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when he cometh, but her her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. And, uh, okay, back up in verse 5, mm-hmm. where it says, uh, Cursed be the man that trusted in man, mm-hmm. and and make it flesh his arm. When man really doesn't know um, the whole full scope of things as God knows, mm-hmm. and so our trust need to be in God rather than in man, because mm-hmm. the arms of flesh will fail you, but God will never fail you. He can't fail. Mm-hmm. Praise God. He's the Almighty God. So mm-hmm. our trust need to be in God. And it says, for he shall be like the heath in the desert mm-hmm. and shall not see when good cometh. Anyone mm-hmm. that put their trust in, in the arms of flesh, mm-hmm. they will be like they're in a desert place because mm-hmm. um, a man can only give you but so much mm-hmm. because they are limited. But God's, God's power and his um, blessing are without measure, praise God. <laughs> And mm-hmm. he's able to, in the parched land, he's even able to give life in the parched land. Mm-hmm. But we as as mankind, when we're going through, they really cannot deliver us. Mm-hmm. But when we have troubles, when when we have, you know, heartaches, mm-hmm. um, they can't they can't do anything but God mm-hmm. can. And this is what God was reminding these people of. Flesh cannot do you any good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can. Mm-hmm. Don't trade me up for something that cannot, you know, mm-hmm. do you any good. Mm-hmm. And he said, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, mm-hmm. the salt land and not inhabited. And we know that anything that, that, that is salted, praise right. the land that has salt, it can't flourish. It cannot bring mm-hmm. anything. It yeah. isn't good for anything because mm-hmm. the salt is going to prevent it from yielding fruit. So it right. is inhabited is 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 not habitable mm-hmm. blessed is the man that trusted in the lord and whose hope the lord is for he mm-hmm. shall be as a tree planted by the waters in other words if you have your trust in god you will flourish amen night praise god you will bring forth abundantly mm-hmm. and you will always have praise mm-hmm. god mm-hmm. and you will always be satisfied because god will be that that mm-hmm. source of strength that source mm-hmm. of supply in Amen. everything that we need. Mm-hmm. Amen. And yeah. I elaborate a little bit where here we have two different kinds of people, as yeah. I, Dorothy was saying, mm-hmm. like contrast because one is good and right. one is wicked. And right. it appears that the wicked prefer to do trust the false gods and military alliances instead of God. Mm-hmm. But have, and they, as our evangelist doctor said, remain barren and unfruitful. Mm-hmm. Righteous place their confidence in God, so they tend to flourish like trees planted by water. Mm-hmm. And referenced in Psalms 1, mm-hmm. in the trouble, they, mm-hmm. uh, they don't look for man mm-hmm. to deliver them. But the wicked, when they get in trouble, mm-hmm. they look for... Mm-hmm. Um, they are wicked are already impoverished and spiritually weak. Right. So they don't even look towards God. They uh, just draw nigh to other 
individuals in the same situation that they're in. But right. here we see, even though it's saying the wicked and the righteous, it's really the flesh and the right. spirit. Right. Because right. we as the people of God, even here as Jeremiah was talking, those that were spiritually inclined, mm-hmm. because in whom they believed, Mm-hmm. That were wickedly inclined did not promise, uh, mm-hmm. not prosper simply because their faith was placed in a God that they could not see, hear, that could not speak to them, could not right. guide them. Right. Mm-hmm. Their own self imagination, mm-hmm. they believed they knew what the God was saying, but the God was right. not speaking to them. And we here in Judah, the mm-hmm. right knew the voice of God. And right. they, to the voice of God, but we'll have the wicked and the and the righteous always will be at contrast with one another because mm-hmm. uh, God does not deal with the flesh; He only deals with the spiritual being. Amen. Right. Amen. Right. Anyone else want to say something? Yeah, I'm good evening. How y'all doing? Um, what I was um getting out of uh, um I I when you said chapter seventeen, I'm sorry, I had went to to another chapter. But it's almost the same thing because I was in Chapter 7. I thought she said Chapter 7, but she said 17. But it's the same thing. He was dealing with the people of Judah. Jeremiah was talking to them, but they was not listening. They was, you know, like, you know, rebellious. And God was letting them know what was going to come upon them. And then when I was reading up here about the inheritance, he was telling them that he was going to take the inheritance. It's the inherent, you know, yes. if you inherit it in God, you're you're not. It's like a gift. Mm-hmm. So he told them he was going to take it away from them, yes. and and then he was going to turn their own enemies on them. Yeah. So it, you know, it, it's really something how Jeremiah was talking to the people because they wasn't listening, and they were saying he was telling how God was like, which I'm saying, Minister Orr said he God was so angry he kindled his. He, they made him very angry, yeah. and it's and it's and it's very angry to fall into an uh, angry God because just as way as he is in, in the old days, so is he in the now. But as in the scripture, he was talking about how they was disobedient to him and what was come upon them. Beautiful. Amen. Anyone else want to elaborate on those? Mm-hmm. That was beautiful, Marguerite. Uh, very much so. mm-hmm. Who wants to take the next four? Okay, what's the which which she stopped at? I'm sorry. Uh, did you want to did you want to read on Judy? You can go ahead, honey. You, you okay, but you can you can explain it more. Okay, okay, I'm gonna just read it. Which which one you stopped at? Seven. Go with nine. Oh, nine. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yeah. The heart is deceitful above all things. A desperate wicked who who can know it? I, the Lord, searches the heart, tries the rim. Even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doing. So it's it's telling about the heart. The, the God knew the heart of them back in the old days, and He was telling, and what Jeremiah was telling them, the heart above is deceitful. Mm-hmm. And then the wicked, He already knew. God knew that the wicked was in them. They couldn't see it, and He they had He God had already searched their heart, and He knew, and He knew every. According, like the word said, according, he knew their ways, and he gave according to their ways. If they didn't do what God said, then they wouldn't, they wouldn't expect nothing from God. Mm-hmm. But when his wrath came upon them, that's what they would expect. Mm-hmm. But if they did right, then they would, they would give them the fruits of what they did, their labor. Yes. Okay. You want to take 11 and 12? Okay. You want to take 11 and 12, Aunt Judy? No, uh-huh. Number 10, too, yeah. 10, 11 and 12. Okay. As the partridge setteth on on eggs and hatcheth them not, so he that getteth riches and not by right shall leave them in the midst of his days, and at his end shall be a fool. Mm-hmm. A glorious high throne from the beginning is the place of our sanctuary. And um okay. As a partridge set it on um set it on his on the eggs and hatched them not, so he that getteth riches and not by right is like you getting uh riches um uh 
your way out of, you know, unrighteousness. Right. And you're doing, uh, um, how to say, the ways are not the way God wants you to do it. Right. You're getting, right. you're deceitful. Right. The way you're getting your right, you know, you're getting, uh, um, gee whiz, how, the way you're getting your, uh, you know, riches, you're getting them, uh, gee whiz, how do you say, uh, it's like you're robbing. Right. So you're and, very deceitful in how you're doing it, going about uh, um, in the work and mm-hmm. in um, your ways. You're, you mm-hmm. have deceitful ways. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not uh, doing as God wants you to do. You want to do everything your way. You mm-hmm. want to do it the way she was. How, mm-hmm. um, it'll be the same thing as, as far as the... Like if somebody, and, and when he said about riches, I mean, back in those days, I guess, like at the end it was said, it, the riches, he's thinking he's getting riches. It's not right. And then the end of his days, in the midst of his days, at the end, he shall be a fool. So the riches that he has is a oh, riches yeah. of fools. Mm-hmm. They're not of God. So that, I guess that's what he was saying. Mm-hmm. And here about the riches, is they're not of God. And the fool in his heart might say, I'm rich, but he's not. It's almost like huh? that partridge that's sitting on the eggs and they're not hatching. Right. And they along and stick their hand up on the there and steal the eggs. Right. They, they've gotten rich because now they've got eggs and maybe they can go and cook meal and everything. But in essence, when they get where they're going, say that egg isn't because they stole it. He may go to crack the egg and miss the prize. Mm. So he's a fool. Right. Stole the egg. And right. The people were, they felt they could steal the blessings of God, mm. not have to worry about the outcome of it. But right. mm. I'm telling you that if you do it deceitfully, they plan in their heart to steal from the people of God. Mm. And then they were getting the blessings of the people of God, simply being in the midst of them. But God got tired of it because their sin overwhelmed the situation, mm-hmm. causing God to turn away from them. So. Mm-hmm. It's like a fool, like you said. You think you got everything under control, and then God comes and pulls the carpet out from underneath you. Amen. Happened with these people when Jer- he kept sending Jeremiah to them, kept sending them to tell them what to do, what was coming, and they kept ignoring him. Amen. That's they right. felt they knew more than God. Right. Right. And the danger came in. That's it. That's it. That's God. Anyone else? I've got a question that I would like to uh, pose to the panel. Um, Amen. This is Sister Chapman. And uh, we know that God was angry and his anger was kindled Mm -hmm. with the people. But was God tired of the people or was he angry? Because God doesn't get tired. No, no. I think he was was more or less angry and disappointed. Mm -hmm. Because right. they had got so self righteous. I mean, he brought them over, yes. and then they forgot all about God and mm-hmm. their teaching. The teaching that God had told them, even in the prophet, like with Moses and and with Jeremiah and different ones, he used his prophet to to warn them and tell them, you know, don't forget about me. I brought you over. Mm-hmm. I gave you this and I gave you that. I gave you what the the uh, moon at night and the daytime. I gave you man on high, and they forgot. They began to go after other gods and doing what they wanted to do. Amen. And God was just, he was more so angry, but he never, never got tired. I mean, I think a, I think a part of him, I think he was kind of fed up a little bit. Because I guess if, if he wouldn't have did so much anger on him, I mean, when he, when he destroyed, he, he didn't destroy one person. He destroyed a whole city. So that's a lot of anger. He destroyed and, Several countries. Right, because he was tired, because people that he, you know, they knew when God brought them out. The children of Israel knew with Moses, and they crossed the Red Sea, and when they got over there, they they forgot. At first, they was with, with God, and then all of a sudden, they began to idolize other gods and building and fornication and lusting and everything they did, and they forgot. So yeah. when he destroyed, you know, they were saying God had mercy, but... It, they forgot about what he taught them. It wasn't just Moses because Moses was a prophet of God. He was only a servant. He was only doing what God told him to do. Yes. Okay. And, you have to remember now 
the word of God says his mercy will not always strive with man. Right, right, right. When mercy does not strive with man, he turns his back. Yes, it's in the word. Yes, it is. Yes. So here he had warned the people so many years, and he told them so much about what was happening. And right. as uh, 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 evangelist Marguerite, the thing about it was God's anger and his mercy mm-hmm. had come to a head, and his mercy had stopped. Mm-hmm. He held back his mercy. And uh, to say that he's tired of them, I don't know if it's necessarily that he's tired of them, but he's not extending any more mercy to them. Right, right. They right. skipped out several countries when he did this, Jerusalem, <laughs> all of those. And then he turned around with the people he loved so much, right. put in bondage, uh, Minister Orsay, for seven years. But that wound up for 70 years. Mm. They were enslaved in a land where they knew not even the language to speak. That's right. That's they true. were told what to do, as before, God had given them the liberty to be their own and just mm-hmm. his laws. But the laws of the sinner man was greater than the law of God because it was set out by law, no right. and God had given them mercy. So now they see he wanted them to see what it was like to be with his mercy. <laughs> so angry or uh, uh, fed up, I don't know. But if your mercy runs out, then that means God has shut the door. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Anybody else? Who wants to take the next? Did, did we answer your question, uh, Minister Chapman? Amen. I... Yes. Uh-huh. You did? Okay. I, I'm, I'm good. I, I, I understood what you said, that his mercy runs out. But that doesn't mean that he's tired. Well, his mercy runs out, but the door of repentance is always open to man. Right. Okay. That's, because that's, they have to choose, and if they choose not to make the right decision, there's no mercy there. Right. So in in any situation where God's anger comes forth and he draws back his mercy, you as a person always have the right. And he kept telling them if they right. would repent. Right. They didn't want to repent. They didn't yeah. want to do it. So that meant that those that were striving to do the perfected will, now their lives became equally as hard as a sinner. And now they had to prove that their faith in God was grounded enough to take them through that 70 years of suffering. We have to also remember, too, that mercy rejoices against judgment. When God stands up and his judgment comes about, mercy cannot do anything at that time. It doesn't do anything. God's judgment rules over the mercy. Mm -hmm. Now, who wants to take 13 through 16? Minister Beatty, James Beatty. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. O oh Lord, the hope of Israel, mm-hmm. all that forsake thee shall be ashamed, and mm-hmm. they that depart from me shall be written in the earth, because mm-hmm. the Lord, the fountain of living waters. Mm-hmm. Heal me, O oh Lord, and I shall be healed. Save, and I shall be saved. But thou art my praise. Behold, they say unto me, Where is the word of the Lord? Let it come now. As for me, I have not hastened from being a pastor to follow thee, neither have I desired the wonder, the woeful day. Thou knowest that which came out of my lips was right before thee. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. The Lord is just uh, making it known uh, to them that um, that uh, even though uh, they had uh, forsaken Him, and uh, uh, they should be ashamed because of the fact that uh, you know they had departed uh, from uh, what He had given them <clears throat> and departed from the ways of righteousness. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, he was saying that they had forsaken him and they had forsaken the fountain of living waters, <clears throat> amen, which is the word of God, amen. And, and they are also uh, uh, crying out that uh, uh, they wanted the Lord to heal them, amen. He was saying that, uh, you know, well, hey, uh, even though all that you're asking uh, that uh you heal me, you save me, and and I shall be saved. Mm-hmm. But thou art my praise. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Amen. And and uh, then they were asking about the word of the Lord. They were uh, asking the Lord to let it come forth. Mm-hmm. Amen. And uh, Jeremiah was making it known that, uh, you know, he hadn't uh, uh, hastened from being a pastor uh, to follow the Lord because he was an instrument. Mm-hmm. Amen. He was also letting us know in that section, too, that there's a right way and a wrong way to do. There's a choice that we make that takes us the right way or the wrong way. And we mm-hmm. deal with the consequences of those choices that we make. And here Jeremiah said he followed everything that God told him to do. He mm-hmm. was a good pastor. He was doing right instead of mm-hmm. choosing to do wrong. Mm-hmm. And he never even... Uh, Side of what would happen to him, he mm-hmm. knew that what he did, as long as he did it according to what God told him to do, whatever God told him to speak, he would speak from his mouth and would not withhold it. Mm-hmm. Where in the other situation, the wrong way, people were doing exactly the opposite of what God was telling them to do. Mm-hmm. What you could imagine in their minds, that's what they were doing. And uh, it was, it's hard for us as the people of God and uh, during that particular time, I say the people of God during that particular time, those that knew to do right and stood regardless, seeing all that was happening around, they still stood fast in their belief in God, their trust in God, knowing that God would deliver. And if he didn't deliver, he was still God. Amen. Amen. Anybody else want to say anything about that part? All right, Minister Orr said he's going to take the next four, okay. 17 through 20. Do not be a terror to me. Uh, my hope in the days of doom. Let them be ashamed who persecute me. Let them be, let them be dismayed, but do not let them be made. Bring on <clears throat> bring on them all the days of doom and destroy them with double destruction. <laughs> thus said thus said Lord, thus the Lord said unto me, Go and stand in the gates of the children of the of the people, in the midst of the kings of Judah, and in <clears throat> in and by which the, they go out in all the gates of Jerusalem and I said to them, Hear the words of the Lord, your king of Judah, and all of Judah, and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, who enter by the gate. Okay, he was saying, Jeremiah deferred to the possibility that the Lord forsaked him and was threatened, and he appealed to God to protect him. Jeremiah now see the necessary see the necessary things mm-hmm. of and in fact that God saw it. Mm-hmm. And and said this <clears throat> this was to be to be done so that everybody would hear and so that no one would be able to say they they did not hear. Amen. And uh, Jeremiah stood at the gate, and then and then them next held up the road and asked them to repent, hear the words of the Lord, but they refused to hear the favor that God has gave her to had given unto him. Mm. Jeremiah, but Jeremiah did what God told him to do. And that's the way it is now. If Jeremiah can do what God tell him to do, we can do what God tells us to do. Because Jeremiah is like, it, it takes something like Jeremiah standing at the gate. 
I know the people were laughing at him. They didn't want to hear what he said. He was obedient. He was doing what was told to him. And, and God showed him favor. Amen. God showed him that if you do what you have to do, Jeremiah, I will protect you. Because he was fearful for his life. Yes. yes. He was fearful because he thought they was they were going to kill him. But Jeremiah's rather have died doing the will of God than to live with sin. Amen. Because he saw that the sin that he know where the people of God was brought from, and the sin, like it was like a knife cutting him, that the people wouldn't know and do what God had them to do. Mm-hmm. And Jeremiah just had to stand regardless of what. And that's what we have to do. we got to stand regardless of what. Amen. Remember, just a few minutes ago, we were talking about God's mercy running out, right? Mm-hmm. So here in 17 through 20, we see that Jeremiah is somewhat like uh, almost confounded, but mm-hmm. not that it, it, to the point where he still knows right from wrong. He still mm-hmm. wants to do the perfected will of God. He knows what is going to happen and what God is going to do. He's still standing firm. Now, here we also see that in the midst of all this is going on, God still tells Jeremiah to stand at the gates Mm -hmm. to Jerusalem, to bring the kings of Judah down, bring all the inhabitants of Jerusalem down, Mm -hmm. and let them enter into the gates. And what did he tell them to say? Mm -hmm. Repent. Mm Repent. His mercy ran out, his anger came forth, and then he still had the door open for repentance. They still had a chance to repent of their sins, welcome God back into their life. But they didn't want that. You're hard hearted. Very very much so. Anyone else want to elaborate on that part before we do 21 to 24? I'll take it. Okay, thank you. Thus said the Lord, Take heed to yourselves, and bear no burdens on the Sabbath day, nor bring it in by the gates of Jerusalem. Neither carry forth a burden out of your houses or on the Sabbath day. Neither do ye any work, but hollow ye the Sabbath day, as I commanded your fathers. But they obey not. Neither inclined their ears, but made their necks stiff, that they might not hear nor receive instructions. One more. Yeah. And it shall and it shall come to pass, if ye diligently hearken unto me, saith the Lord, to bring in no burdens through the gate of the city on the Sabbath day, but hollow the Sabbath day to do no work therein. Okay, God was telling them, Jeremiah was telling them, amen, that uh, the Sabbath day is a holy day. That is God's day. He said, let nobody work. Don't do no work. Don't don't be doing any business during that day. But it is a day for reverence for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, the people, they knew that, but they didn't even, it, it didn't matter to them because they, they did what they wanted to do. And he said, even when you're coming out of your houses, don't bring don't bring anything that you do during the week, you know, because this is the Sabbath day. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. And they didn't do that. And um, and after Jeremiah had talked to them and told them, they just they it's just like it's almost like they done lost they done lost their whole minds mm-hmm. because they 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 just continually. Disregarded everything that Jeremiah said that God spoke through him, and mm-hmm. as a result, they they didn't even think that they were wrong. They believed evil was good, mm-hmm. and good was evil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's and and that's a terrible stage to be in, because I just keep thinking about when God said, "No man knows the hour or the day that he shall appear." Mm-hmm. So I, I, I looked at that, and even God even told them, too, that uh, in verse 24, and it shall come to pass, if you diligently hearken unto me, if you truly repent, mm-hmm. all you have to do is repent, and I will forgive you, and we, and, 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 and we can continue on. But you've got, to, you've, got to, you've got to repent, and that didn't faze them. 
because because their hearts their hearts wasn't troubled because they lived they loved the life that they were living and they liked the things that they were doing they loved the sin because mm-hmm. it became right to They're them gone. rather than the good because mm-hmm. the good became evil to them mm-hmm. and just like just like it was there right now we're in that same time and stage that men will believe evil is good and good mm-hmm. is evil. Amen. And we have to also look too now, although they were sinning in what we call the abominable sins, mm-hmm. you have to realize that to on the Sabbath day, if you went to your job and you worked for eight hours just like you did on the day before the Sabbath, then that was mm-hmm. a sin before God. Mm-hmm. If you chose to go out and make money on that day versus staying at home and resting and giving reverence unto the Sabbath, then, then again you had sinned against God. So mm-hmm. they had totally had no regard for the Sabbath day. Whatever they did on the first of the week mm-hmm. to the day before the Sabbath, they did it on the Sabbath. And then they wanted to bring that mess in front of the gates of Jerusalem mm-hmm. to do, continue to do it so that they could make more money. Mm-hmm. They had some greeting in their sin. Mm-hmm. So even though they were sinning in all acts of um, abominations before God, they were also sinning in a way where they had got so greedy that the more they worked, the more they got money, so they wanted to work all the time. Mm-hmm. Workaholics. Mm-hmm, to be, bring it into the house of God, and God mm-hmm. he was not going to have that. So then we too must realize that those things uh, that were back in the day and the people and Jerusalem, they all had disrespect for the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And God has no toleration for that. Mm-hmm. And I think I heard our evangelist Jane Jones. Did I hear her voice? Okay. Yes, you heard it haphazardly. Oh, boy. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you to take us home with 25 to 27. I don't know how you heard it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, 25 through 27. Then shall there enter into the gates of the city kings and princes sitting upon the throne of David, riding in the chariots and on horses, they and their princes, men of Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and his city shall remain forever. They shall come from the cities of Judah, and from the palace, the places about Jerusalem, and from the land of Benjamin, and from the plain, and from the mountains, and from the south, bringing burnt offerings, and sacrifices, and meat offerings, and incense, and bringing sacrifices of praise into the house of the Lord. But if you will not hearken unto me to hallow the Sabbath day, and not to bear a burden, even entering in at the gates of Jerusalem, and on the Sabbath day, then I will kindle a fire in the gates thereof, and it shall devour the palaces of Jerusalem, and it shall not be quenched. <laughs> oh, isn't that something? <laughs> Even though, you know, it, the people are coming from near and for all these different places. They're bringing their chariots. They're bringing their, their princes. They're bringing their kings. They're bringing their goods. They're bringing everything, um, but God is, in essence, telling them they're bringing their burnt offerings. They're bringing their different kinds of offering, meat offerings, their incense. Mm-hmm. But He's saying He's saying that if you don't, if you're not hallowing, or 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 you don't recognize the Sabbath, or you don't recognize that God is God, He said even though that you're bringing all of these things, even though you're bringing all of these things, He said He's going to set a fire. And he's going to burn up all of your goods, all of the things that you're bringing, because these things are vain. You bring, he's going to burn, set a fire, and kindle. He's going to burn up all of these things that you're bringing in the gate. And he's going to devour the palaces of Jerusalem. And then the fire will forever burn. It will not be quenched. So um, I don't know whether the Lord is angry or whether he's mad or he's fed up, but we can see that he's had enough. Mm-hmm. And he said he's not going to quench his fire He's not gonna. It's gonna forever burn. It's gonna burn up those goods. It's no good. 
Because you got to honor, you got to respect, you got to, you know, do what God wants you to do. You can't be hard-headed. You can't be stiff-necked. You got to do what God wants you to do. Amen. No matter what you bring before God, if you're not honoring God and doing what God says, he's going to burn up these things at the end. Amen. 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 Anyone else want to elaborate before I bring the quiz before you guys? Are you ready? I don't hear nobody saying yes. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> First question. Where is the sin of Judah written? I need the verse in chapter 17. Where is the sin of Judah written? 17 and 1. 17 and 1. Verse 1. Jane, I heard you first. Read it. Yes. The sin, uh, verse 1. The sin of Judah is written oh with the pen of iron and with the point of a diamond. It is graven upon the table of their heart and upon <laughs> the horns of your altars. Amen. Amen. Now, all right, Mary. We yes. all saw it. The second one is, who is cursed? Give me the verse. Uh, three. Five. Good God. Five first. Oh, thou saith the Lord, cursed be the man that trusts in man. And makes flesh his own, and who heart is depart from the Lord? Amen, amen. Who is blessed? Number seven. Seven. Number seven. Oh, blessed boy. Man that trusts in the Lord, and mm-hmm. the hope of the Lord is. Mary, you That's stole right. that. That's okay. I right. know right. you stole the first one. Call it is deceitfully and dis- Uh-huh. Not for uh, verse 5. 
But thus saith the Lord, Enter not into the house of mourning, neither go to laymen, nor bemoan them, for I have taken away my peace from this people. You guys are awesome. Y'all did a beautiful job tonight. Oh, Evangelist Marguerite, I'm so glad you decided. <laughs> I'm glad I came on. I'm glad. I'm glad you did too, buddy. Yeah, I'm glad. It's, the word is fruitful. I'm telling you, the word is fruitful. I'm going to ask that our Minister Beatty, uh, first, are there un, any unspoken prayers, requests that anyone would like to have uh, included? Uh, yes. Um, they would say we should pray for treasure also if we, you know, put her in the prayer. And also there's a young man, uh, one of um, um, uh, a young lady that I know from, uh, she's like a goddaughter to me. And she's, um, her first cousin was hit by a hit-and-run driver. Okay. And uh, they, she had left them on the side of the road, and the policeman found them. Mm-hmm. She said it was on the news also. He's 17 years old, mm-hmm. and he had to have um, two brain surgeries. In fact, he had to go back for a third because they had to put a plate in his head. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. he, um, as yeah. Beatty, if he would lead us in a word of prayer to include treasure, mm-hmm. and then this young man, and also um, my co-worker's uh, caretaker for her mother. She mm-hmm. lost her son. So we're going to ask that you elevate the people in prayer tonight as we close mm-hmm. tonight. Um. And I want to thank everybody for your participation. Tonight was the greatest. Yes. Be encouraged. Yes. Oh, boy. Amen. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.